What's up, guys? Graham Wooden here on the Grizz Podcast. Today, I spoke with former BU basketball player and Oneana grad, Albert O'Darrell. He's currently a junior going to a senior season at Arkansas Tech, a D2 in Arkansas. Albert's a tremendously hard worker. He's really started from the bottom and trusted the process. For me, he's been a role model and inspired me to become a scholarship basketball player. So it was a pleasure to have him on the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everyone? Graham Wooden here on the Grizz Podcast. Today, I have Oneana grad and former BU basketball player, Albert O'Darrell. He is currently playing at Arkansas Tech, a D2 in Arkansas. So let's get into it. What's up, Albert? How you been lately in quarantine? Uh, what's up, Graham? How you doing? Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate oh, it. Yeah, my pleasure. Of course, bro. Uh, but basically, over quarantine... Um, I've just been enjoying time with my family and you really can't get in the gym right now. So I usually like, usually I just use my garage. I got Mm -hmm. a bunch of cones in there, a weight vest, um, a weight vest, uh, a weighted basketball, another basketball. And I just, I kind of just work out in here. And sometimes I just go on a run or go run some hills, go run some stairs. That's how I'm staying in shape. But otherwise, just chilling with the family, mm. watching a whole bunch of uh, Hulu and Netflix, and yeah, uh, yeah, just trying. That's the only way I. That's the only way I'm staying busy, honestly. Yeah, no, that's. It sounds like you know you got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, and I, I just know you're a hard worker, so you're gonna find stuff to do. Yeah, um, so that's perfect. Uh, um, so let's get right into it. Like, I know you're definitely one of the most athletic person i know where do you get your balance from like is it natural <laughs> uh i appreciate that i'd say yeah because um i'd say most of it is natural i was like five six i was uh-huh. like five six my freshman year in high school and then i grew like seven inches six inches over the summer and like when i grew my athleticism like came with i guess yeah and i'm not gonna lie like for a little bit of my athleticism i did work for it because like Mm-hmm. There were a few people like Andy Gravelin, one of my one of my former coaches. He told me when I came to Oneana, he told me uh, he got me like a way to jump rope. He, oh yeah, yeah. And um, he said te- uh, every day, ten minutes of that, ten minutes of that. I did that for about like two three weeks, and I promise you, my vertical went like went up like four or five inches. So that helped a little bit. And also, like, the college workouts also help and stuff like that. But, like, most of it, I'd say most of it is, like, I'm, a, I'm just a natural leaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's too funny, though, because uh, my sophomore year when I started playing AU and Andy had me on his weight uh, program that he has. Yeah. That's the first he told me. He was like, you're, you're going to have to jump rope every day for 10 minutes a day. And he was like, I'm telling you, in two, three weeks, like, you know, you'll add some inches to your vert, and that's what Albert did. He was dunking. I know I wasn't gonna be able to dunk like <laughs> two, three weeks, but my vert definitely uh, increased after that. Nah. So, uh, could you tell us probably one of your greatest dunks that you've had, either in game or just you know messing around? In game, um, I'd say in game, in game, I got I got one in a pickup and one in game. The in game one was like my senior year in high school. 
my senior in high school. I think I missed a shot. Then the big man got it. And then he passed it to his teammate, and I stole the ball back. And the, like the big man, like seven foot tall, that's what they got him listed at. But I think, he, oh, yeah. yeah, but I really think he was like 6'10. I don't know. I don't think he was like a seven footer, but like, you know, for like, you know, for the media, it looks good when they say seven footer. But, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just cocked it back on him and just, yeah, just dunked on him. That was probably my uh, one of my best ones. And then for pickup, uh, for pickup, it was like my freshman year at Binghamton. It was uh, on my on my good friend, one of my good teammates, uh, uh, Tyler Stewart, and that was just one of my best dunks, just because like he's a teammate and he's one of my good friends. So it's just nice always yeah. having that over your friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's tall too. He's like yeah, he's like six seven, six yeah, six eight yeah. So I got him good on that. So yeah, yeah, he definitely earned that one. Uh-huh. Um, so now let's transition a little bit into, you know, your personal life. Yeah. A lot of people know you from around here, but they don't really know all uh, your backstory. Can you tell us about your journey from Minnesota to when you moved here to Oneana? Yeah, I got you. Um, I first, like, I, I'm originally, I was born in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya, and I stayed, I lived there for the, like, my the first five to six years of my life. Then uh, uh, when I was, like, six years old, my my father ended up passing away and my mom mm. my mom got a scholarship to come to the University of Minnesota. Okay. So she decided to bring me and sisters with just gonna with my father, but we ended up coming yeah, like the situation just ended up we had to come here with her. Yeah, yeah. So the original plan was after she got her degree at the university she was uh after she got her degree at the University of Minnesota is that we were just gonna go back to Kenya. But I don't know. I guess things ended up working out where, like, we just liked it here. It was a better life for us in America. So my mom, my mom applied for a job at uh, in Wisconsin after Minnesota. I stayed in Minnesota for, like, seven years. Then after seven years, my mom got a job in Wisconsin. So we moved to Wisconsin, lived there for about three years. Um, didn't play any basketball at the time. Like, I played at uh, – I played uh, – I played at the gym, you know, after school with everybody, but I never took it seriously at the time. Yeah. Then I moved to Oneana after three years, after three years in Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota, Wisconsin, my fault. Wisconsin, I moved to Oneana, stayed in Oneana for two years. After two years in Oneana, uh, I went uh, to prep school in Maryland and came back here for uh, college after that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, Actually, I, I heard someone someone was telling me that uh, you were actually going to enroll at Milford instead of Oneana. Is that true? No, nah, I was not going to enroll in Milford. I don't know who told you that, but nah. Oh, I, the, so that was, that was cap. Yeah, that was, that was big cap. So now, like, you're at Oneana High. Yeah. Can you just talk about, uh, like, the stride you made to develop your game and become an elite hooper? Uh, I First and foremost, I'd like to thank, like, two people who really helped me while I was in Oneana, and that would be Andrew Gravelin and uh, Coach Mackey. Both of them, like, at first, I'm honestly, when I came to Oneana, like, basketball, I wouldn't say basketball. Basketball was the first thing on my mind. It just ended up, like, it's Oneana. It's a small place. 
there's not much to do besides play basketball. If you're not playing basketball, you know, you're most likely doing something you're not supposed to do. So, uh, so I just stayed in the gym, honestly. I just stayed in the gym. It was fun. It was fun. But I guess those two coaches, Andy Gravin and uh, Coach Mackey, saw something, saw something in me, and they just kept on pushing me, you know, uh, pushing me to be the best player I possibly could be in the time here. Like, at first, like, I didn't know you could get – it's crazy because before I came to Oneana, I didn't know you could get, like, a scholarship for basketball. That was not even in my – thought process you know what I'm saying I was just yeah. yeah I was just coming out here I was just like I'm just gonna do good in school you know try and go to college but I remember I remember after my first year uh my first year my first year my sophomore year I think we were playing Johnson City and I had like 28 points that game it was like my I'd say I guess it was like my breakout game yeah I guess yeah mm-hmm. I guess I said that was on like my breakout games and Andy looked at me and he was just like, he was like, you could, uh, you could get a scholarship for this. Like, I think you got a division one scholarship for this. And like, that was the first time, like a coach actually, you know what I'm saying? Like actually told me that, yeah. and, like, I don't know to a lot of young hoopers, like to a lot of young kids, I don't know. Like when somebody tells them that at a young stage and they're like, they believe in you, like, I don't know, something just clicked in my head. And I was like, all right, let me go get the scholarship. So, like, I just, like, for the, the rest of my high school career, I just focused on just getting that scholarship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And I think what you said about Andy yeah. and just the idea of, like, you know, sometimes you need that push. Yeah. You know, someone tell you you can do this because, you know, and not to get off topic from yeah. you, Personally, Andy was the same way with me. Like, my, I remember my sophomore year, you yeah. know, I struggled and I just had no confidence in myself. And he was the first person to tell me, like, besides, like, my yeah. parents, but first person to tell me, like, dude, you can, like, you can get a scholarship for basketball. You just have to do this, this, and yeah. that. And he really, you know. Really, yeah. You know, nah. he really yeah, he really built up. Like, nah, he's really good at that, bro. He's like. He, yeah, oh, yeah. He built, I'm not going to lie. He had a lot to do with my, me building my confidence. You know what I'm saying? So if he hears this, I want to say thank you to him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, um, so sophomore year, you're playing Waverly in the first round of sectionals. Yeah. You host the coast layup to win it. Now, I've heard from some of your teammates, and I know this is true, actually, because I talked to you yeah. about this. Um, <laughs> That you're unfamiliar with the sectional format and that you didn't know that a loss in that game would end your season. Just describe that moment and what was going through your mind. Uh, so, so I didn't – when I came to Oneonta, that was the first time I played organized basketball. Before, I used to play, like I said, the park, the little AU games here. You know how AU game uh, – AU is. You could – you could literally, I literally used to go visit my cousin in Minnesota and just jump on his team for the weekend. You know, yeah, yeah, like that's how AU was. So like, that's how I was. So when I came to Oneana, that was the first time I played organized basketball. Didn't really pay attention to basketball like that. So we were going into playoffs. I think I was talking to like Paul, and he was talking. He was, he said like, if we lose, you know, we're out. I'm like, we're out. What you mean, like we're out? So like, yeah. So <laughs> honestly, I so that clicked. That clicked for me like during the game, and it was an intense game. So like. 
that clicked for me during the game. So I don't know. At the end of the game, Coach Mackey just just wrote, uh, wrote the play for me to get the ball go all the way down. And mm. yeah, so I don't know. At the time, to be honest, I I can't even describe that moment because it was just such a it was just such a blur because it was just like I was still kind of new to the basketball scene. So mm. it was just like, wow, I didn't I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. I'm not even gonna lie, I was just kind of playing basketball, having fun out there, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Moments, it was fun. It was fun. I miss those moments. I miss high school basketball and AU, yeah. Yeah, I know it's for me it's kinda hitting yeah. me like now, like I just miss it so much, but you know. Nah. Time to move. Yeah, no. Nah. So touch base a little bit on uh, yeah. AU and Minnesota and how it was just, like, unorganized <laughs> stuff. But just talk about uh, AU when you are in high school and just some of the programs you played for and how it transformed your game. And then just talk about maybe some breakout games you had, especially for uh, uh, Syracuse. Okay. Um, I played for – the first AU team I played for here was the Oneana Hoosiers. After the Oneana Hoosiers, uh, I got connected with Syracuse Select. And uh, mm-hmm. through Syracuse Select, that's when, like, we went to some big tournaments, you know, with, like, some actual scouts there. And, like, you yeah. know, analyze your game. I remember, like, the first live season, the live, the first live period, I'm not going to lie. I had, in my eyes, I had a terrible live period. Like, it was like, a, I remember we played the Carolina Diamonds. And they had everybody there, everybody, everybody on that team was high major, like, the first like the starting five and two people off the bench, all high major. Uh, Quay Parker was on that team, and I remember we got we were down like five ten points at halftime, and then we got blown out by 30, 40. That was that was the first live period. So then the second live period, like in the summer, that's when like I was, after getting that little taste of the first live period, I was just like okay, so I just put in a lot of work put in a lot of time. Second live period, I was ready. And I don't know, I just I just went crazy. Uh, first game, I remember the first game I had like 17. Second game I had like 20. Then um, I remember we were playing, I don't know. My coach told me he might have been a top 50 player, might have been a top 50 player in the state, or he might have been a top 50 player in the nation. I don't know, I don't remember. But I ended up scoring like, 34 points. I ended up scoring, like, 34 points in that game. And, like, yeah, that's when, like, the offers just started coming in. The offers and interest started coming in. And then the next tournament, I had a good tournament and so forth. And, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. blow from there. Was the – that you scored 34 huh? against uh, uh, Metro yeah, Boston? Yeah, Metro right? Boston, yeah. Yeah, then they're a prestigious AU yeah. program. Um and just to give, like, some people who, you know, aren't on or are just unfamiliar unfamiliar with the, you know, AU scene, like, circuit yeah. scene, like, scoring 17 and 20, like, that's a lot, you know, just in yeah. the regular game. But even more on the AU circuit because you're getting the touches, yeah. you know. You're and, not and I'm not going to lie, my team and the team I played on, like, it was not a, like, it was not a bad team. Like, we had some, I think. I think yeah. if we had like five, five, five scholarship players, and we we really could have mm-hmm. had like six or seven, 
but they had like you know what I'm saying like uh they had other stuff going on that you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like but yeah we had we had a good team too so like yeah AU is not no joke so if you could yeah and it's so crazy because coaches could tell if you like if you score 10 points in AU coaches could tell so much about like that 10 points that you scored and like not it's not even about scoring coaches like really evaluate your whole game and like really could tell mm-hmm. like yeah yeah AU is crazy AU is fun yeah yeah definitely put them yeah. a little bit um so after your junior year at Oriana and uh your you know your junior year at AU you transferred to St. John's Prep yeah. in Maryland tell about your experience there and just the level of competition you had to face um uh, St. John's was fun um Maryland was fun. Like if anybody ever, if anybody knows anything about like the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, uh, it's a great basketball like community. Like the basketball culture there is crazy. Like a lot of basketball yeah. talent comes out of there. So going there, to be honest, I didn't know I was walking into that. And then once I got there and like figured that out. I was like, wow, I love this. Because, like, once I got there, I got invited to some camp called the DMV Elite. DMV Elite 80. And, like, I saw uh, Marco Fultz was at that camp. And, like, yeah. So, like, yeah. it was like, wow. This is like, that was, like, my first time. Like, you know, not my first time. But, yeah, it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, like, my first time. One of my first times actually, like, you know, being around, like, somebody who's projected to go to the NBA you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was exactly. just like, yeah, it was just I high level. It. And I was just like, wow. So, like, the whole year, like, it was fun. I played against some good competition, uh, a lot of scholarship players. Some, my my point guard right now goes to, my point guard right now that was on my team goes to UMass Lowell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. now nah, we had a good team there. We won the championship there. So, St. John's was fun. Maryland was just a fun experience because, like I said, I moved around a lot. So, like, I kind of, like, as I do, I don't, I hate moving around, but I also do like moving around because, like, the experiences I've had, the people I've met, all that, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I cherish that. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, and you touched a base a little bit on that, that championship game. You said you guys won the yeah. championship game. So, in that championship game, I don't know. Was it that championship game that you hit the? Yeah, game? that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could you uh tell us a little bit about that moment and what that moment really? Yo, meant to uh, you? that moment was, I don't know, just a lot of hard work, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just a long journey to get to where I was. Because, like, if you knew like my whole story, my whole like my whole background, like how hard I worked to get there. Like, when I hit that game re- game winner, I was damn near about to cry. I'm not going to lie. It was, just so, it was just so much emotion. It was just like, I think there's a video of it on, like, Instagram or something. I don't know. There's a video of it, and you could just see me just, like, flex, and I was just like, yeah. I don't know. It was just like a, I don't know. It was just like a, ah, uh, you know, you've been in one of those moments where you just do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a basketball player, it was just one of those moments. Um, I kind of compare that moment a little bit just because, you know, just a similar background, just working yeah. so hard, you know, and with really like Michael Jordan, you know, when a lot of his game winners, you can just see is just the same pure emotion, like just 
you know, all, all the hard work, you know, this paying off yeah. in that one moment, you know what I mean? That was definitely a unique moment for you and just, you know, just following you, just definitely special, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So, you touched base a little bit about, like, the recruiting yeah. of the circuit. Um, some uh, that a lot of coaches were at your games. But can you just talk a little bit about, like, some of the schools that recruited you and just the whole re- recruitment process? Uh, that you went so, through? some of the schools that were recruiting me at the time were, like, I think I got offers from Stony Brook, Holy Cross, Canisius, Binghamton, um, uh, that I don't, I think that I think I only had like four or five Division One offers. I'm not gonna lie. Then I had mm-hmm. like six, seven D two offers. Like so, um. So the recruitment process, the recruitment process was because you know how I went to, how I moved around a lot. I went to like four or five yeah. different schools, and one of the schools I went to ended up not like being NCAA certified. Yeah, so okay. when I was like, when I was doing like my little clearinghouse thing, I had my office and everything, and I, when I was doing my little, you know how you got to do the clearinghouse thing to see if you're eligible. Yeah. The, so yeah. I had to call. It was yep. it was a lot of work. I wish I did this sooner. It was mostly my part because if I did this like my sophomore year, then I probably could have fixed the problem. But like I I don't know. I went into my senior year, so it was all on me. I went into my senior year. I tried getting on my right before going on my first visit to Canisius. It was almost like my first official visit to Canisius. They needed all my transcripts, all that. So I sent all my transcripts mm. to the clearinghouse and uh, the NCAA, and they were like, "One of the schools you went to is an NCAA certified." So I was just like, so I ended up missing like a whole year worth the credits that I couldn't make up in time. So a lot of schools yeah. like backed off. A lot of schools that were interested to backed off because um because I'd have to be I'd be ineligible for my first year of school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep. I was just like, yeah, so that made my recruiting a little harder because I was just like I was just like, man, I gotta go D one. I gotta go D one. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you know, if you go to if you go JUCO route, if you go to the JUCO route, people have that stigma of JUCO players. This is my mindset at the time. This is my mind, not now. But people have, yeah, people have that yeah. stigma of JUCO players. So I was like, I was like, nah, I don't want to go that route. Then like, I didn't want to go the D two route because like, cause I see, you know, I've seen the D one office. So in my eyes, I was just like, I know what I could do. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you want to take so it just that made the recruitment process so hard because I had this school jumping out, this school jumping in. I didn't know what school was serious because of my situation, you know. So it was like it was hard. It was stressful yeah. at the time. So at the end of the day, Binghamton was one of the schools that were like still with me. You know what I'm saying through the whole process, mm-hmm. and yep. I ended up taking a visit there and. I love the teammates I had, you know what I'm saying? Like all yeah. So yeah. It was so I enjoyed my visit and I was like, you know what? It's a good school. It's close to home. It's an hour away from home. Uh my mom could come see me. So yeah, let's do this. So I said I'm gonna go to Binghamton. And also 
one of my co- uh, one of the coaches, Coach Cratch, knew Andy Gravelin. One of my, yeah, so it was like it was just like a close, like it was a connection, like you know what I'm saying. So I was like, I yeah yeah yeah. I've seen that thing. Yeah, so I had uh, I had somebody I could trust there. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go here. Well, uh, before I ask you yeah. about Binghamton a little bit, um, I just want to mention because you talked about it, just the recruitment process and how, you know, confusing it can be, especially, you know, you've been through it, I've been through it, and I just want, you know, the kids who want to play at the next level, who want to play scholarship ball, that, you know, recruitment, it can be confusing, you know what I mean? There's ups and downs to it, especially the clearinghouse stuff. Like, you can do all the right things. Like, you think you're doing all the right things, but there's so many rules, yeah, there's so was... many this and that. So, if you want to play scholarship ball, just make sure you're, t- you're uh, communicating with your parents, your guidance counselors, everyone, just so most... you're on top of things. Just Yeah, most definitely. Really that's that's one thing I suggest. Just, just make sure you're doing everything the right way. Like, just if that's a goal you have for yourself, at an early age, take the right steps at an early age to make sure when it's time to pick a school, you have no problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I, I agree with you. All right. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. So you're at Binghamton. Tell us about the experience you had there as a student athlete, like the work, um, workouts, the college atmosphere, etc. Talk a little uh, bit about that. I liked it. I like Binghamton. It was a good experience with uh, my teammates I met there, especially my first year there. All my teammates were so welcoming. Like it was really like a, it was like a, a real brotherhood. Especially like I got close with uh, Thomas Bruce, Tyler Stewart, and Farad Muhammad. Like, yeah, those are like. People I'd call like my lifelong friends, so I'm glad. I'm glad like they came in my life. And the work, the work at Binghamton is no joke. Like Binghamton is really like they pile they pile the work on you, so it's no joke. Uh, so you gotta be when you go to Binghamton. If you plan on going to Binghamton, you gotta be prepared for that. But it's a it's a fun school. It's, a lot of people go to Binghamton. It's a social school. There's a lot of things to do. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have so you're not that bored, but like, um, what else? What else can I say about Binghamton? Yeah, man, I enjoyed my experience there. I think I kind of took it for granted while I was there, and like didn't realize, you know, didn't realize what I had until after I left. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, and just you talked about like, oh the workouts, the workouts, workouts, workouts was crazy. But see, I like. I love the workouts. I'm not going to lie because we had a crazy strength and conditioning coach, Bill Bacon. And, like, he pushed, mm-hmm. he pushed, like, he pushed us. And I kind of, I don't know, I I like working hard. So it's it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to work hard. So, so everything we did, everything, yeah. every challenge we did, it was fun for me. I liked, I liked the weight room. I loved it. The only thing. I'm not going to lie. The only thing that got to me was the Friday morning conditioning. But <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, everything, everything else, I loved it, though. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. I know, you're just a hard worker. Appreciate you're you. Awesome to it. Um, and just, like, 
you know, if you want to go D1, D2, and even like D3 now, you really got to work hard, prioritize, you know, your, your sport and your schoolwork. Um, So that's definitely some good pointers you brought up. Sophomore year, you decide to enter the transfer portal and leave Binghamton. What were the factors in um, that decision? I read – so I came to Binghamton and I redshirted that first year. And then I was eligible mm-hmm. – I was eligible like halfway through my second year. Played played a little bit my – played a little bit when I started – like when I, when I was eligible. Then my second year came um, – I put in a lot of work that summer, so I was like expecting like a big season. Uh, so the season gets mm-hmm. there, and I can't lie. At the most at the time, I got you know I was young at the time, so in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, nah, coach doing me dirty, coach doing me dirty. But in but in reality, in reality, I just wasn't. I thought I was ready, but I thought I was ready, but I guess no, I yeah. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Yeah, that's what it comes out. That, yeah. That's what it comes down to. And I think I just like wanted. I was so eager to play after not playing for so long, and I thought I wasn't getting the playing time I deserved. So I kind of, in my opinion, looking back at it now, I kind of overreacted as a kid and jumped the gun too early and just said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm jumping in the transfer portal," yeah. you know. And it was just like based out of like a lot of emotion, just because I wanted to play. But I should, yeah. But I, but you can't regret a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't try to. I just try and look at it as a learning experience. You live and you learn. I'm thankful for that experience. I'm thankful for Coach Dempsey, Coach uh, Goodman, for giving me that experience. So that's all I could say about that experience. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, uh, you're pushing yeah. forward. Like you're moving forward. Yeah. You know, you're just in the moment. You know. Sometimes there's factors that, you know, can really get to you and make you, you know, choose a deci- yeah. decision, choose a different path. But all, yeah, it's, it's all, all it's all life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, at least you're learning from it. At least, at least, you know, you're putting perspective to, you know, better yeah. yourself. So that's definitely good. So after that, you decide yeah. to transfer to Arkansas Tech, which I mentioned before is a D2 in Arkansas. What went into your decision to go to college uh, relatively Honestly, far away from I wanted home? something different. That's really what it came down to. Like, I felt like my mm-hmm. last year, my last year in New York, I kind of got distracted from, like, my main focus, and that was just to play basketball and, like, try and play it as the – try and play it at the highest level possible and try and be the best basketball player I possibly yeah. can be. So um, – I just went – I really went to Arkansas just to get away from everything, get away from all the distractions, somewhere that nobody kind of knows me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 just find, find myself. Your, find like, and the place where I'm, where I'm at in Arkansas, it's like it's a dry county. There's nothing to do besides play basketball. So so it just gives me nothing. Yeah, like I said, it's just a place where I could – I realize like I had my fun for my first two years, so here – let me just focus these next two years and try and get my actual goals accomplished. Yeah, so yeah, and also yeah. the weather. I'm not gonna lie, I got tired of the cold. I got tired of the cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 it's so. 
It was sunny. Like, yeah, last man. Day, no, that's the only like, problem about upstate. But I feel like it's about to be. Uh, it's about to like the weather's about to change. We're about to have good weather for a while now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm excited. So just tell uh tell us about your first year hoop wise. How did the season? Uh, you this squad? year it was like, oh, we were rebuilding this year. So it was like a it was a brand new squad. I love my team, but like we didn't do we didn't do what we were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? We definitely came up short, and there was many factors to it. But yeah, we definitely came up short, and we should we should yeah. I don't know. I was just I was very disappointed with the season, but that only like motivates me to go even harder this summer. Yeah, but yeah, so exactly. next so next year we have a new co- we have a new coach next year. So. Uh, and I like – I've talked to the coach. I like what he envisions for the team. I already like what he's – the people has already signed. So, I'm excited for next year. And I feel like next year really – like I said, like you, we were talking about, like, next year is that, is that time. It's, it's my senior year, so it's time to, like, make some noise. Yeah. Your, your way yeah. of doing that's Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Um, what is your uh, major, actually – and what do you plan uh, on for the My future? major, that's funny. My major is actually media and broadcasting with a, like a minor in journalism. So I plan on uh-huh. – actually, I like – see, that's what I like about this is I kind of want to do – see how this podcast stuff works out because, like, I'm interested in it too. Stuff like that, like, uh, I'm, st- yeah. I'm interested in, like, YouTube, making YouTube videos and just, like, sharing my message and, like, my mm-hmm. story – and like, if I could, I want to be around basketball too. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but one way or another, I want to like stay around basketball, whether that's coaching, training. Like, I feel like that's how I could get back to, you know, since a lot of people helped me growing up. That's the way I feel like I could help and influence a lot of kids growing up too. Yeah, yeah. Give back to the community. I know what you. Mean. Yep. Um. So. I, I call these the good just because a lot of people don't really know about this. Yeah. It's kind of like off the cuff, you know what I mean? Um, so throughout all your years, who is the toughest person you had to play against? <sighs> toughest person I had to play against. Mm. That's a hard one. I'm not going to lie. Toughest person I had to play against. I guess in the AU circuit, I played against... MJ MJ Walker, he goes. I think he goes to Florida State. Trevor, him. Okay. Um, Trayvon Duval was a good. Was good. I'd say. I guess I'd say, MJ Walker. I guess that's the toughest person I'd say I played against. Yeah, like, that I could recall because <laughs> I'd say he's the toughest person because he gave us like an effort. Like, I've never seen somebody give us like. Uh, effortless, like, 33. You know what I'm saying? It was just a, like, just catch, shoot. Yeah, yeah, it was smooth. It was smooth. So, I don't know. I played against a lot of good players. It's kind of hard to say, like, which one's the best player I played against. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah, so you played against MJ Walker. You met Trayvon Duvall. Uh, just mentioned some, like, other like, know, elite hoopers, maybe. And played pro- professional. Um, like, Jarius Lyles. Uh, he went to UMBC. 
there's a few. There's a few other people. Uh, Jahar Williams. He went to. See, there's a few people I played in high school. Like, yeah, he went to. I think he went to William yeah. St. Mary's. There's a few people who who I went to high school with that I just can't think of. Uh, their names, but a lot of them played Division One. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. you played, you know, a lot of yeah. Hoopers over the years. Uh, we can talk a little bit about um, some of your like, like music, you know, food stuff. So first, what's your favorite food and place um, to eat around here? Favorite food? That's a hard one. I guess my mom's cooking. I'm not gonna lie. I like my mom's cooking. I don't try and eat out. Like when I was younger, I ate out a lot, but like nowadays, I just I like coming home, especially living so far from home. I like coming home and just eating what my mom makes. But whenever I go out here, I probably go go get uh, Tino's or Sal's. Uh, yeah, I think those are like the two go-to yeah. spots for me if I eat out here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's pretty much the same here. Um, with this quarantine stuff, it's been awesome because for me personally, like, my mom's been cooking a lot. Like, I'm not eating no... Yeah, junk, it's like a lot of good food. food yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly, just getting that you know that home facts, and it's a good time because like a lot of people could be. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like a lot of people could be like lazy and not cook right now too. But, but yeah. like your health and like nutrition is another way like you could separate yourself too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Um, so. What genre or what type of music do you listen to? And, you know, who's um, your favorite uh, music artist? I listen to a lot of, like, 2000s. If I'm listening, like, if it, I'm in a vibe type of uh, vibe, <laughs> that's a vibe type of vibe. But uh-huh. I guess I listen to a lot of 2000s R&B. I like a lot of 2000s R&B and rap. I like that. But currently, I'd say the... Young Thug, I listen to a lot of Young Thug, um, Lil Uzi, 704 Chat. I don't know, some of these people you probably never heard of, uh, Key Glock, uh, who else do I listen to? I listen to a lot of music. I don't try and discriminate when it comes to music because I just try and listen to whatever that's good, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of mainstream guys, but even for me, and I know you too, like to listen to some of the underground people uh, yeah. that you know, a lot of people don't really know that much. Uh, so lastly, is there any advice you want to give to any aspiring athlete who wants to play scholarship basketball? Uh, work hard. Set your, set your goals. Go after them. Uh, people are going to doubt you. People are going to say People are going to say you can't do this. You know, that's just outside noise. Just focus on yourself. Control what you can control. Uh, just try to be the best. You know, just try to be, just work hard. Try to be the best version of yourself. You, and yeah, I feel yeah. like if you do those two, then a lot's going to come. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah, a lot's going to come to you. And do that, do that for a long time. A lot's going to come to you. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, 
uh, like you said, just work hard and, you know, don't worry about anything else, you know, stuff, good things will happen to you if you really work hard and you're just like a good person, you know, yeah, and respect and stuff like that. So no, great points. That's great advice. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure having you. Um, I wish you the best of luck in uh, your future endeavors in next year, you know, um, especially after college. So, Hey, I, I appreciate you for having me, Graham. I like, I like seeing you doing stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? It shows that athletes are not, like, just one-dimensional. Like, we could do a lot more than just dribble a ball and shoot. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, exactly. I, I know. No, exactly. And, and that's why I really wanted to start yeah. uh, this podcast. Well, one, the free time. And two, like, there's so many – um, stories that just need to be told. So many guys that, you know, work really hard and are successful, but a lot of people don't really know what type of person they are, yeah, what type of people they are, you know what I mean? So I just want to really expose that um, in the show that, you know, people are more than just Yeah, most you know, definitely. Now, I like athletes, what you're doing. So. Keep, uh, keep doing it. And also good luck next yeah. year. I'm excited to see what you do in college because I've, I've been seeing you hoop since yeah. – Eighth grade, and I'm not gonna lie. In eighth grade, when I came here, I was just like, "Nah, this, you were nicer than me at the time." I was in eighth grade, so I was like, "Nah, this kid's nice." I knew you was gonna do something with basketball, so I'm not surprised you you landed where you landed, bro. I'm proud of you, bro. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I really that, and I'm proud of you too, just because you know when you came here, yeah. <laughs> you know you were definitely raw. Um, yeah, but just seeing you work. You you inspired me so much, um, and that's just something like a kid from a small town, you know, really needs yeah. just that inspiration. Someone that's willing to work, that's willing to guide them. So, you know, I give kudos to you because you've really been a role model to me. Good so luck, appreciate, well, appreciate that. There you have it, my guy Albert Odero, former BU basketball player and Oneonta grad who's currently playing at Arkansas Tech a D2 in Arkansas. Man's has worked tremendously hard to be where he's at now, and I'm just proud of him, and I can't wait to see what he does in the future. Stay tuned for episode four.